All right, hello everyone. So I'm really glad to be here tonight. Really, I feel honored to be here. So I want to thank you, Pastor, for me being here and for me to share my ministry with you. So this is my son, Luke. So he is going to be translating for me. Maybe uh, the translation might be a little bit lost, but I hope you will understand. So I would like to start about myself. So I was born and raised deaf. And I learned to speak, but it never worked for me. So I just signed all my life growing up. I was raised as a Catholic, and I was really enthusiastic to be involved with the Catholic Church. And I was looking, and I decided maybe I would get involved with the church work and help with the poor people and feed them, give them clothes, cook for them. And I decided to get involved with the different ministries in the Catholic Church. But I was still searching for something. And then one day, I asked my priest, I want to become a priest. And he laughed at me. And I thought that maybe deaf couldn't be a priest. So I was a little bit discouraged. And when I was working in the Catholic Church, I saw everything that happened in the church. And that was, and it was not good in God's eyes. So I decided to leave that Catholic church and I was still looking. Finally, I met a Jehovah's Witness and he explained to me, they don't celebrate birthdays. They don't celebrate Christmas. Nope, it's not for me. No, thank you. <laughs> I was still looking until I got into college and I met a deaf guy and he would always leave tracks outside his hall and I was working as an RA and so I looked at the tracks on the wall and I was curious I took one and I read it oh interesting the next day it would be a different track I took that one and read it as well and then the next day there's a new track and I took that one and read it and he noticed that I kept taking them and so he came to my room and he asked are you a Christian and I said yes and he was confused, and he looked around my room, and it wasn't right. There were posters, and the way that I talked was not right. And the next day, he stopped by my room again. He knocked at the door. Well, not, they, well they didn't really knock. They had a, a light switch outside that would turn the light on and off in the room, so I knew someone was at the door. So I opened the door, and he asked me the same question. Are you a Christian? And I said, yes. And he said, hang on, wait a moment. Let me ask that again. Are you born again? And I was confused. What do you mean born again? He realized that I was not saved. So he went ahead and shared the gospel with me. And I was like, I know Jesus. I know all this. There was one point that I didn't realize. You have to ask Jesus for forgiveness. Oh, I never asked Jesus for forgiveness. The Catholic, the Catholic priest did it for me. Oh, so I was surprised. So that night, and I prayed for Jesus to forgive me. I was 27 years old when I got saved. And I was wondering, what about the other deaf people all over the world? And they're really ignored. The hearing people don't know what to do with them. That someone else will take care of it. But the problem is, there is no one else. And I really thank God that that day, he sent that deaf man to share the gospel with me. And I was amazed. And I asked Jesus to forgive me, to save me, and all my burdens were gone. And all my searching disappeared, and I finally had peace. And I was wondering, hmm, maybe I should share with the other deaf people. So I started to go into Bible college. And I studied to become a pastor. And God was nagging me. What about 
all the other people in the world. And I looked in America, there's a lot of deaf people here getting saved. There's a lot of deaf um, missionaries all over the U.S. But in other parts of the world, some countries don't even have one. So God touched my heart to become a missionary. So I joined International Partnership Ministries. So we work with national pastors all over the world. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to come here and to share your work with your people. And I pray that you will put the Holy Spirit's power on us as I share my ministry with all of you here. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. Okay, so here, the first picture is Kevin Mackey, and so he's my boss. So he used to live in California, and he moved to Colorado recently. And they have a new baby girl who was born two weeks ago. So he asked me to come here for him, and so I was glad to come here. So he is the director of the Deaf Ministries, and he's an, evan- and he's an evangelist. And then next we have me. And then the lady in the third picture, her name is Marta, and she works with the children and women, and she's also an interpreter for the Spanish ministries. And so there, that's the only three of us in the deaf department. There's just three of us. So how did the deaf ministries, how did the deaf ministries department started? So there was a man, he was the, his name is Curtis Young. He used to be the director, but he had to leave due to health issues, so Kevin took over, and he had a burden after hearing a sermon about the need to teach deaf, and so he sent out a letter to all the IPM national missionaries and received so many responses from Asia, and then the department was formed in 2010. And so now I'm happy I have my water here. (laughs) So when I drink water, I notice a lot of hearing people have facial expressions. Why do you need water? You're not talking. Well, I'm a little nervous, and my throat becomes dry, so I need water. (laughs) And my son has his own water bottle, so he'll be fine. So I like this quote, because the deaf have lost their hearing, should they also lose their souls? Really, this impacted me. All over the world, there are many hearing people who are scared. They don't know what to do with the deaf. They need help. And they just leave them alone. Oh, God will understand. God will have mercy on them and they'll go to heaven. But really, no. Deaf people know that they're doing things that are wrong. They can kill people. I've had several hearing people that are shocked. Can deaf kill a person? Yes. They do bad things as us, and they need to hear the gospel and to be saved. But the hearing people, they don't know what to do. In the U.S., we have around... Well, there's no exact number. So I assumed around exactly 1 million. In hard of hearing, 10 million. But in India, there's more than America. There's 10 million deaf and 60 million people that are hard of hearing. And the people ask me, how did that happen? Well, here in the U.S., there's, there's a better medical system, and so there's shots that prevent people from becoming deaf. But in other countries, they don't have that health system. So a lot of children become sick, and then they become deaf. So it's more common in Africa and in the third world countries. So there's more deaf there than in America. So how do we reach them with the gospel? Entire villages in India are deaf. Millions of deaf around the world use more than 100 different sign languages.
and there's common myths and stuff around over the world, but no, people think there's only one sign language, but no, there's not. There's a lot of different sign languages. So who will take the time to learn their language and their culture so that they can see the gospel and receive Christ as their savior and by faith? Deaf people should not be ignored because just because they are deaf. A person doesn't need to be a skilled interpreter to teach the deaf. The language is, in, is important, but the heart is the most important. It's more important than the hands. And so you need to have a heart for the deaf. So that's another reason for the hearing. So often I see around deaf people, they receive Christ, yes, but they don't change. Because the people don't take the time to learn sign language and to learn their culture and so they can teach. All they want is to make sure they're saved. That's it. And then they go back to their old way of sinning. This is the same reason as number two. So deaf people are not limited with God. They can grow and become mature, spiritual people as any other Christian. So I'm going to ask you a question. Have you already met a deaf person before? Raise your hand. Okay. Any, has anyone, have you, if you haven't raised your hand, have you already met a deaf person? You have. You met me. <laughs> when someone asks you, have you met a deaf person? Yes, I met one here. Uh, deaf people can experience a full and happy Christian life. They can have the joy of serving God and others. Deaf people can become productive Christians, but they must be taught. They need someone with their heart dedicated to teaching them. The greater need for deaf is not the best interpreter. It's the best heart. You don't need a new communication device or more friends. The greatest need of the deaf people is that they understand and believe the gospel. Only the Bible can change lives. Sign language, an interpreter, and a skilled interpreter, those are only tools to communicate the gospel to the deaf people. So often people ask me, which countries do you serve? Really, it's all over the world. Right now, these are the, the other countries and fields that we're in. So there's more than 50 national pastors all over the world that work with the deaf in their own field. So, this August, we will start a training conference for leaders of the deaf ministries. So, the man with the white shirt in the front, his name is Leonce Ekeni, who kneeled in front of the group. So, he is a hearing leader who has a big heart for the deaf and is in partner with our national pastor. His name is Andre Nao. So we have several potential deaf leaders who were selected by Leon Zanicki. So we will train those deaf men. And then after that, we will go to the deaf school for evangelism. And we will have a week-long camp for deaf kids and adults.
we need to raise $4,000 for the camp, not including the cost for pastor, of, of traveling for Pastor Kevin and me. Jabeth Zuo, so he's the man in the white shirt all the way on the left. So he is a pastor overseeing the deaf school. So he is the soul responsible for the growth of the deaf. And he has a big heart. He has 35 deaf people attending Sunday services, and about 15, about 15 of them are saved. Out of 15, eight are attending the baptismal class. The number of deaf is increasing gradually, especially when people hear about the deaf ministries. And he faced some challenges. There's a lot of challenges that he faced. The room he was renting for the deaf, the owner didn't want to rent to deaf so he wanted them out. And he lives near the rented room, so it's easy for him to go back and forth between his home and the room. The owner wanted to rent to different people, not deaf people. Why? We don't know. Maybe he was scared that they, couldn't, they wouldn't be able to communicate. We don't know. And the deaf people, they live far from each other, so they wanted to be close so that, so that they could be trained and teach. So they lost that room, and so he has to look to find another place to rent. So Japheth, he needs a specific place to keep the deaf together to serve for the service and for the school. And he can go to the different uh, houses after it. So some deaf, they don't go straight to their home. Their parents call him, where is my son? Where's my daughter? He has to leave his schedule and look for them and make sure that the deaf people get home safely. So there are many deaf children in many villages that he goes to but they don't have a means to bring them together. So the Deaf Ministries Fund gives him $50 every month for food and transportation and for his students to come to school every day. But he needs more. So the Civil War was over in 2003 the government didn't have deaf schools there. They don't want to take care of the deaf. And there's more important things to focus on, like building new bridges and fixing all, all the different parts in the country. And so they leave the deaf behind. And so he's the one who started a school for the deaf there. National pastors Stephen Gitti and Baik Zafi are reaching the deaf with the gospel in the sign language they understand. They also have a wonderful open door to conduct a Bible club for the children every Saturday and Sunday. As God leads, Stephen is planning to start a deaf home in the, new, in the near future. They will begin with three or four deaf children and grow from there. There's a lot of deaf children that live in the street in India. A lot of parents feel embarrassed. Oh, I have a handicapped kid. What do they do? They hide them or they give them away. And a lot of kids live on the street. 
in an effort to reach the surrounding area of Gangtek, in one small vault in one small village just 43 miles away he found that 70 adults of the 2000 inhabitants are deaf he visited this village seven times and shared the gospel with the deaf and hearing who live there soon a missionary couple will be moving to the village to take over the work that Stephen began there Biak and his wife moved to Kolkata after the deaf ministry training. Kolkata has 5 million population. And out of, and out of that 5 million, 750,000 are deaf. Recently, they hosted the Christmas Fellowship, which, is, which was that picture there. More than 200 deaf came and heard the gospel. His growing ministry includes evangelism, church planting, Bible, Bible studies, retreats, camps, deaf ministry training, sign language, and deaf ministry seminars. So he has made over 1,000 deaf contacts at the, at the train station alone. So he met 1,000 people at the train station So, Pastor Takeman ministers 20 deaf students from the deaf school near them. Several of them are growing spiritually and looking forward to be, to be baptized. Some of them come from a Muslim background. Please pray for Pastor Tamakin as he seeks to reach the parents of the students with the gospel. The need for workers in, a de in this deaf ministry has grown as the ministry grows. So this is, this is the IPM deaf ministry's progress. So the first column shows countries with, with active deaf ministries going on. The second column shows countries that we are working to establish the deaf ministries with the leadership training and seminars. The third column shows national pastors who requested the assistance to start a deaf ministry. So we need more workers. That third column, they're wait, they've been waiting for several years for the time to be permitted and for financial reasons and that we need to go and reach them. So this, these are small projects. So the small projects, they're perfect opportunities for, for special deaf events or deaf ministries to make an impact for Christ. So this is a DVD that I bought from another business and so they agreed to sell us for $2 each. So this has the gospel in sign language. Many deaf don't have the same opportunity as you. They can't hear the radio. They can't go to a camp. They can't go to any church to hear the gospel and preaching because they're all hearing. And so we use this and we pass them out at a deaf event, you know, everyone often gets together in one place, and they have booths, and maybe one probably sells crafts and things that are made by deaf, maybe pictures and all that. So we set up a booth there, and we pass out these CDs to all the deaf people. They take them home, and they watch it, and they hear the gospel. So we have several national pastors that have requested for money. So we have this list here. So to like to start a deaf home, they need one thousand for five children. They need one thousand five hundred. Uh, deaf home operating expenses. They need six hundred and ninety-three dollars per month, and then a deaf conference need for one thousand. 
So the staff church rents a room for Sunday morning for a worship service. So do you see the window? The window doesn't have glass. So when there's heavy rain and it's pouring, the people sitting near the window get wet. My director, Kevin Mackey, preached there. And it rained really hard. And they have a drain in the ceiling from the roof, and it was leaking inside behind the pulpit. Kevin didn't get wet, but there was water running. There's water everywhere, all over the floor. But that leakage caused another problem. The ceiling caved in. Thank God it didn't happen during a worship service. Okay, so this is the entrance to a rented third floor building used for deaf training used at a deaf training center. So it was used Monday to Friday. So this was the wildest walk Kevin Mackey, Pastor Mackey, had taken on a Friday afternoon as the Muslim men were watching them pass by in their white prayer clothes, waiting for the call to worship. There were no photos allowed. From the point the bus dropped them until they ducked through a broken hole in, the, in a concrete wall and rapidly went up the three flights of stairs arriving at these locked doors. And it was a race. The missionaries told him ISIS controls this section of Kolkata. Okay, Mrs. Hannah Schwalbe sits at table one where the deaf students who are prepared to take the first test of the day go. There is a separate room to study if the deaf person is not ready to take the test. Every week, the preaching is, rec- is recorded in ISL. So that's Indian Sign Language. And the students are given a word list and either a DVD copy or a USB file to watch and find the words. The test is roughly around 30 English words. Students started to arrive within 15 minutes after opening the doors, and the first one that arrived had traveled two hours by train to come for a four-hour class. In America, we have several people complaining, your church is too far. Really? Hmm. 15 minutes is far? No. In other countries, they go two, three, sometimes four hours. The problem is that the biggest problem is our attitudes. Okay. Pastor Daniel Swabi sits at table two where those who pass the test move from vocabulary to English grammar practice. Some students bypass this to take a second-level vocabulary test since not all of them want to learn to read and write. The deaf people, they have a big difficulty with English because it's their second language. So it becomes difficult. And it's difficult for me sometimes as well. This is a study room, which also serves as an overnight guest room if the torrential rain strands a student. There is need for a separate guest room because it can only be used for men or women. No code dorm use.
Pastor Kevin Mackey realized that we needed to gather loose change to help the Indian deaf build this church slash training center slash guest room. Was when Pastor Biak told him that they can only give around 15 rupees. So that is 25 cents every week. So the $4 U.S. represents what eight deaf people can give in one week or one deaf person in India could give in eight weeks. We as Americans think nothing of dropping $4 at McDonald's for a meal or Starbucks for a treat on the way to work. So my challenge to a church is to give $500 since roughly 500 churches giving this will finish the job and within a church of say around 125 people each can give $4 and reach that goal. about a box. Last year, I flew to India and was touched about a situation where there was a church that needed a place for meetings and also a deaf training center. Let me show you the box. This is the first example that I made, but I want to show you how you can make your own box for your class or for yourself. Right here, we have a printed card and it's ready for you to cut out. When you finish cutting, we need to fold it like this. That you arrive in a box like this. What do you do with the box? Well, first, let me show you what is the need. 700 million deaf people are in the world, and there are a lot of people who are deaf in India. Because of that, we've given you an opportunity to show I love you to the deaf community, and also I love you to Jesus through giving. Thank you. Hello, we're here in an American church, and we want to show you just how much room we have here. When I went to India last fall, I saw a room where a lot less exits and many more people were crowded in. Let me show you some pictures. Christmas, Jesus Christ our Savior was born in a borrowed manger in a borrowed stable long ago in Bethlehem. Here we are in Calcutta, India, the 20th largest city in the world, with over 450 mosques and 69 Hindu temples surrounding one Baptist Missionary Society. This is a borrowed room for the deaf Baptists in Calcutta, and they use it only on special occasions when they cannot fit into their regular room. Here we see as the room fills up, people who have been invited by Pastor Biak and his assistant Daniel as they went out into the train station in the hot, humid streets of Calcutta that they are not only filling the room, they are overfilling the safety of the room as aisles are full, standing room only, and one exit. A fire marshal America would say, no way. Hello again. We're here in front of my favorite Indian restaurant, and maybe we'll have an opportunity to go and to see inside here at the restaurant. Food is part of culture and part of fellowship, both here in America and in India. 
We're here at the Indian restaurant and uh, recently bought some food, some cookies right here, as well as some uh, food for lunch and various kinds of uh, Indian specialty foods. Yogurt? And this one is. And this one? Uh huh. So uh, maybe the chicken curry and the tandoori chicken uh, for the two. Okay. Uh, two special. Yesterday, we looked at the high occupancy at Calcutta Deaf Baptist Church. In the book of Acts, when the local church met, there were four basic purposes. One of these, of course, was true fellowship. Just like many churches around the world, after preaching and teaching is complete, there is food. And here in Calcutta, it is West Bengali food that is being enjoyed in the very warm weather. You can see the fans above keeping people cool. You can see people outside waiting to get in as well as the overflow crowd because it is such a small facility that they have available. Some of the deaf have traveled more than two to three hours by bus and train to see their friends, to go to church, and so they're very hungry afterwards. here in Northern California, and you saw recently an example of the variety or kinds of religions in the world. That down there is called a Gujarat temple, and it's related with an Indian religious system that's somewhere between Islam and Hinduism. Men sit on one side and women sit on the other in Calcutta Deaf Baptist Church. The room is full of mainly Hindus, former Hindus, but there are some Muslims in their culture which collide. In Christ, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, and we see this in the brother and sister in Christ, Samim and Renuja. Dear Lord, bless the money that we give. In Jesus' name, amen. When we think about summertime, hot, we want to go out swimming in the water. It's fun, right? But there are different reasons why people use water. To drink, swim, yes, bathe. But in India, we're going to show you a different example of how the water, very limited, is used in a special way. Baptism. <laughs> Risen to new life is a symbol that baptism contains, but in India it's a real symbol that leads to persecution for those who have left the Hindu faith or the Muslim faith will be cast out of their families and no longer allowed to be buried in the future with them. The church is a place of rest, the church is a place of discipleship, but the church is also a place of counting the cost.
you know your ABCs? Here in America, we have a different sign language system compared with India. They have a two-handed sign language system. Let me show you. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Now, in America, what? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Silence. Can you imagine watching TV without the sound? How about watching it without being able to read the words? Every day for 15 minutes, the Indian government provides the news for the deaf. But for four hours, in the heart of Calcutta, hidden away is a deaf training center sponsored by Calcutta Deaf Baptist Church, where they share the love of Christ through educating the Indians. Not only do they teach them words and sign language, but they teach them how to spell, how to read, how to write, and how to share the love of Jesus Christ with their friends. Will you pray for us? Will you pray for Pastor Biak and Pastor Daniel as they labor in this very difficult part of the world? Thank you. Okay, so I packed everything that I needed to bring here, and I forgot to bring something for this, so I can send it in an email to anyone in this church, so if you could have a box, maybe your favorite store, you can ask to leave the box by the cashier, and you, that way you can collect money to help the... In, the people in India to build churches or a school or a guest room. So we'll start with a few minutes, and I want to share these verses here. So we're going to read out of Mark chapter 7, verses 32 to 37. Okay. And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment to in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took from him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears and he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and saith unto him, Ephiata, that is, be open. And straightway his ears were open, and the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spake plain. And he, ch and he charged them that they should tell no man, but the more he charged them, so, so much the more a great deal they published it and were beyond measure astonished saying he hath done all things well he maketh both the dumb to hear and the dumb to speak so dumb means they can't speak it doesn't mean it doesn't have anything to do with your mind being dumb it just means they can't speak so 
So these friends were concerned about their deaf friend. So what did they do? They heard that all these people were getting together, and Jesus was there. And Jesus fed the 5,000 people there, and they all heard him preach. Many people went there for different reasons. Some people wanted to learn about him. Some people were curious, and they were being nosy. And other people had other reasons. Some people brought other people who were sick. And these friends wanted to help their friend who was deaf, so they brought him. The deaf man wasn't understand. He didn't understand what happened, and he was scared. He was like, "Why am I being brought over here? And there are all these people over there. Am I in trouble? I don't know what to do." And they were saying, "Don't worry. Come on, come on, come on." And they were pulling him, and they went. He didn't know what to do, so he was worried. Finally, he met Jesus. The deaf man didn't know who he was. Everyone was talking, and Jesus took him aside from the people. And they were alone because he was afraid. And he was trying to calm him down. And he was telling, and Jesus was telling the man that he could heal him. And do you see it says here in the verse, it said that he sighed. Verse 33. And he took him aside from the multitude. And he understood that he was doing something with my ears because he couldn't understand because why was he pointing at my ears and my tongue? In verse 34, And looking up to heaven, he sighed, and saith unto him, Ethiopia, that is, be opened. The deaf people can read body language. And he was looking up, and then the deaf man understood so the same if i'm telling you you know what this means right that means to come here what does this mean it means i want you to go away and then all that these are gestures and so the deaf man could under he understood what jesus was trying to do and now there are four miracles here the first miracle is the first miracle is being able to hear the second miracle is to have the ability to understand speech. How many of you parents have children? When you have a baby and you, you teach the baby to say mama and the baby hears it and it's like, oh, the word, what does it mean? So word mama means mother. Another word, papa or dada, that means the father. And so you're teaching your child. And the baby was learning to hear the different sounds and to identify the different words to something. And it connects and they understand. For me, when I used hearing aids, I could hear, but I couldn't understand. When people were trying to talk to me, I didn't understand. All I, hear, all I heard was just noise. And it takes many years of training to hear and understand what the sound means. The third miracle is to be able to speak. And the fourth miracle is to have the language. So in Jesus' time, they didn't have a deaf school. That deaf man never went to school. He didn't have a language. He didn't know how to speak properly. They couldn't tell, they couldn't describe what a sound was. And when the people were reading that verse, oh, it just, they, oh, the man just became normal. You can just talk and speak. That's it. No, it's more than that. Jesus gave him a language in an instant. For us, we have to go to school and study, and it takes years and years and years to learn the sounds and what they mean. And the different words to something. And it takes years for your voice because it changes. It takes years and years and years. When I was in school, I took a class and I learned how to speak. And so I was learning how to pronounce the word B and T. And it was hard for me. It was very hard. But for the deaf man, 
in an instant, he already had a language. He already had the skills and the ability to tell a sound from a different sound. And he could speak, and he was basically like a hearing person. Now, Jesus is in heaven. He can't heal me. So what am I supposed to do? I encourage hearing people to learn sign language. And I teach them and share the gospel with them. So they can learn about him, about God. And learn about sin and everything. And also, we can set a good role model for the deaf. For, for how to live right. Many deaf people, they don't have role models. And they do horrible things. For example, when they walk, they drag their feet so it makes noise. And they eat, it's loud. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Hearing people don't do that. You have to behave appropriately in public. No one told them, so they don't know how. Their parents can't talk with the children, so the parents can't teach them. So you need to have a good role model. Most often it happens in the church. The church teaches them how to live right, and the person learns more. Okay, so I think my time is probably out, so I will close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this word. For, the, for my message that I shared with the people. And I pray that you will touch our hearts to help the deaf to know you. Please send some workers to reach the deaf and encourage the people here to be willing to learn sign language so that they can communicate with the deaf people and they can share the gospel. And as you see this church, it has many flags around the room And it seems that this church has a big heart for evangelism and missionaries and for people all over the world. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to share your work with these people here. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.